Hey, it's Mike O'Neill and Lori Ruff, and, and we're, we're the LinkedIn, LinkedIn Rock Stars. <laughs> hey, we're happy to introduce uh, WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app. It's for, for iPhone and Android. So I on my iPhone and me it. on my Android. Yeah, yeah, we can. It, it solves the problem. It I'll, does. It really does. Which hey, app are you going to use? Are, is it just the current shows, or are you checking out the past episodes as well? Every past episode of Rock the World with LinkedIn and thousands of hours of other archive programming uh, is out there. You know, you can listen to webmasterradio.fm live whenever you like absolutely and so you can download webmasterradio.fm mobile app on the itunes store or on google play we're rocking the world with linkedin one show at a time Join your fearless leaders, Mike and Lori, as they reveal insider secrets. Chat with other LinkedIn gurus and answer your LinkedIn questions. For those about to get LinkedIn, we salute you. This is your chance to get inspired and use LinkedIn to help you rock the world too. Now, it's time to crank it up to 11 for your hosts, Mike and Lori. It's time to rock the world with LinkedIn, and Mike, we've got lots of news today, including a new time for Rock the World with LinkedIn starting next week. Oh my God, I got to change my alarm? You got to change your alarm, yeah. Instead of Mondays at 7, we're being pushed up a couple hours, because you know what? We are drive time ready. So 5 o'clock Eastern on the radio, webmasterradio.fm, you can listen to us live every single week right here Every week. I'm so excited. Well, you know, this is a good drive time show here. We've got Ian Altman on the show. Ian is cool, cool, cool. A former drummer. <laughs> I bet he still drums a little bit. Hey, what, Ian, welcome to Rock the World with LinkedIn. Hey, it's an honor to be here. Thanks, guys. Now, our audience knows that our fifth Mondays, whenever there's a month with a fifth Monday, that we always make it special. And typically, we do a music segment and we we feature an artist, an artist um, who's got some really cool music. Now, you're an artist. You've got some really cool stuff going on. But we thought we'd talk about uh, making music in the sales world today and you and I were talking last week about coming on the show and I said you know what we need the we need the entire show to to share you with our audience because you just rock our world I appreciate you saying that Lori thanks you're welcome so Michael have you had a look at at Ian's book same side selling I sure have baby and uh, I'll tell you um when you're on the same side of the table, on the same side of the of the sheet of music, so to say, you're working with your clients to get the deal done, not working against them to get the deal done. Is that how it works, Ian, to some extent? You know, it's funny. If, if you look at almost every book or every article that's written about sales, it usually either uses a sports metaphor or a, or a wartime metaphor, which means either the premise... 
I'm sorry, go ahead, Lori. Competition. Exactly. Well, it's competition. And more importantly, in sports, there's a winner and a loser. And in war, there's a winner and the loser dies. Neither of which is a good metaphor for how you're going to work with your customers for success. Wow, that's powerful. Well, I think of, you know, I mean, this is Rock the World with LinkedIn. I think of when I've been uh, in bands, I've, I've been a, a singer. Um, I, I try not to anymore. But, um, you know, I was in bands. And when we were practicing, when we were jamming, we'd all be in a circle and we'd be practicing together and watching each other and, and getting timing down and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when we went out to the stage to perform, we were all in one line and or or all facing the same way and, and yep. delivering value to our customers who were sitting out in the audience. So take that analogy and talk to me then about the buyer and seller and how you help them come together. Well it's it's a it's a great metaphor for that, Lori. So the I had the benefit when I wrote this of writing this with my co authors, a guy named Jack Quarles, and Jack has a company called Buying Excellence and he spent decades helping companies and how they purchase things better. And so I had all these preconceived notions about what was going through the buyer's mind, which Jack further explained I was wrong in most cases. But throughout this book, there are different things that we do to make it so that a few key principles. One is that we're always focusing on the impact or we're finding impact together for the customers so that we know what we're trying to solve first. We focus on the results that we're delivering and we recognize that the sale is not the finish line. The finish line is actually us delivering results that makes that customer so excited they can't wait to share us with other people. And so that puts us all on the same side because it's not about me trying to sell somebody something. Right. It's about us diagnosing if they've got something that we're really good at solving. And if they have that condition we're good at solving, then, hey, we're there to help. We're not, we're not there to sell. You know, one thing I loved about your book, and, and, and Mike, I'll let you in on the, on the conversation in just a second, but, but when Ian sent me the, the, the um, galley copy of the book uh, to review for the show, you, you mentioned the cliff notes, right? Yeah. And what I loved about the cliff notes is you have it stated, the problem, the key insight, and the key takeaways. And, and when I'm helping people present themselves on LinkedIn, and we're talking about, especially salespeople and sales executives, um, I, I say, look, let's talk about what you do, what, the, what does the company offer, and then for each one of your positions, talk about one of your customers and give an example of somebody who you've helped, what the problem was, what your solution was, and what the resolution of that problem was, what the, what the outcome was, and the success story. And, and that's what I kept seeing over and over again as I was reading the Cliff Notes part of your book, um, you know, before I dove into the, to the chapter's full force. Because I, sure. I, I did lose a lot of sleep the other night, sad to, to say. But <laughs> I'm sorry it, about that. <laughs> I know, but it was just that good. It's just cool. – and, and a lot of stuff, you know, we, we know. I mean, Mike and I are in sales, and, and we know this stuff. But, you know, seeing the, um, the insights that you give and – the way that it's presented, it really makes it collaborative and really makes it fun. And um, you know, you're you're working together with your with your prospects and your clients, not just you know trying to shove something down their throat. So, so Ian, you know, I see, I see things in there that remind me of the VAR and integrator and channels world when I when I look. Yep. Is there some of that sort of bubbling through there? Well, well, there is. In fact, in fact, one of the things when you're dealing through a channel type environment is that it's actually a way more complex scenario for the person selling because 
first you're working with the, with the VAR channel partner on what's important to them, and then you got to figure out what's important to their customer, which, by the way, may not be the two may not be the same things. And on that level, you're it's just the same thing when you're dealing with a complex sale and you have multiple players involved. Each person may not share the same priorities as the other person does, and when we make those assumptions, it gets very dangerous. It was interesting. One of the things that that we put in the book that I, I'd love to say we had the foresight to do, but we didn't, um, was we, we ended up putting in a lot of different examples of dialogue and what it sounds like the right way and the way that might put you in an adversarial trap. And it was our editor, um, Catherine Oliver, who's edited a bunch of books for Seth Godin. We were fortunate that uh, Seth connected us to Catherine and I remember that when we first sent her the, the original manuscript and we thought, man, this is really great. And Catherine said, really, I like these examples in this early chapter. I said, great. She said, you need more of them. And we said, okay, so like a couple here and there? No, no, you need a lot more of them. And, um, for, and <laughs> so fortunately, fortunately, we had good guidance that, um, that encouraged us to add some things that now we look at it and say, I can't believe we didn't have those in there originally. But um, it's nice when you're not the smartest person in the room, and Catherine certainly was. You know, that that's a really good um, point, though, to if, no matter what you're doing, to, to tap into the expertise of the people that you're working with. Yeah. There's always version 2.0, Ian. you got to save something for that, don't you? And, and you know what? <laughs> I, I guess so. It's, you know, it's, it's one, of the, one of the things that I learned is when I, when, I wrote, when I wrote my first book, Upside Down Selling, which you can read in about 30 minutes if you're a slow reader – and I was afraid people were going to think it was too short. And I get all these calls from salespeople saying, man, this is right up my alley. I can read this. And so salespeople and CEOs, 30 minutes, great. In this book, every time we had other ideas that, ooh, maybe we could add this or that, we said, you know what? Make it so people can sit down and read it, not quite in one sitting, but pretty close, and digest it. And then yeah. once we get feedback from people, we'll see what goes into the next book. Yeah, that, and that's you can do that. That was brilliant. Well, it's time to take our first break. We're going to go thank our sponsors, and we'll be right back. And, and Ian, I, I, Mike said you were a former drummer and stuff. I can't wait to kind of get into a, a personal bit of dialogue with you and, and find out more about who you are as a person. So we'll be right back with Ian Altman, co-author of Same Side Selling, and you can find Ian Altman at growmyrevenue.com. We'll be right back. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, 
us. Let our in-house printing and CD, DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Life Be smart. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. On demand anytime inside the entertainment channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. There's got to be a music story somewhere, Ian, huh? Dude, I was, a, I was a drummer, so when I was reading your backstory, I was like, all right, cool, we are going to get along. <laughs> well, here, uh, just uh, on, that, on that line, um, uh, Brasco, if you're not already recording, please keep it going. Uh, we always sort of record this banner at the beginning. Um, I already awesome. started. Hi. I went to a to rock and roll fantasy camp uh, in 2010, and I I became real good friends with the drummer there. And he called the other day. I've kind of stayed in touch with him on and off, on and off. He was the drummer in my band. The band was called Malpractice. So that's uh, awesome. It fit. I, I I have video of it out on YouTube. It's it's on the YouTube channel. In fact, it's on my LinkedIn profile. Even you can see it. Uh, nonetheless. Yeah, right, right there, right in my summary, no less. Um, well, he reaches out to me after all this time, and I've kind of kept in touch with him a little bit here and there. And sure enough, he's all ready to go. And he bought this fancy house in Nashville, and it's all tricked out with all the fancy stuff. He goes, "I control everything with my iPad, you know, <laughs> and the recording studio and all this stuff." So now we've got a spot. Uh, you know, I've, I've got the open invitation, maybe even stay with them in Nashville. Sweet. And he does drumming uh, lessons as well as recording, you know, studio recording as well as touring. Like he's with Pat Travers next this next few weeks, touring with Pat Travers in uh, in Colorado, no less. And but he's a drummer, and he does he has two sets of drums, and he teaches drums. People come to his place, come for a couple hours, they pay him money, and he teaches them drums one on one. You know, the drummer for Pat Travers teaches them. Kind of so where's he going to be in Where's he going to be in in Denver? He's in Central City. And then they go to Vegas. That's so, very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, Central City is kind of up in the mountains where there's a little bit of uh, uh, gambling going on. You know, fun. Yeah, no, he's got two gigs there, and my gosh, the the photographers or the the graphic artists that do these posters for them, kind of like '60s style. I went to Pat Travers' uh, uh, Facebook page. Got there from 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 Sandy Gennaro's. And it's just like you're back in 71 or 67, you know, these trippy, wild pictures and, you know, just really wild stuff. And that that's my friend, Sandy. That's great. Drummer. I am um, one of my one of my cousins owns a famous guitar shop out in California, out in Los Angeles called Norman's Rare Guitars. And if you're a guitar guy, it's like, you know, it's like going to Mecca. And so, growing up, I grew up in Southern California. Had a um, had a rock band. That's that's a generous way of saying we're a heavy metal band. But you know, rock band sounds a little bit more responsible. And um, and so, I remember we were playing this gig that was bigger than we had ever played before. So we needed the sound system, and it occurred to us like three days before the event that we had no idea how to operate this thing. So I called Norm. I said, Norm, what do we do? He says, Okay, you know, I'll come by with a buddy of mine. And so after the first set, our guitarist comes over to me and he says, do you realize that Brian May is our sound engineer? Is <laughs> the guitarist for Queen? Oh, and, it's wow. like, <laughs> and he's just sitting there with a baseball cap. And, of course, no one's wow. paying attention to who's working the board. And uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Any, anything different? He, you know, he doesn't stand out at all, frankly. No, I mean, it's just kind of funny. He was just there and all of a sudden it's like, do you realize that uh, – so it was kind of a neat thing. You know, Queen's out on tour right now. <laughs> I didn't know that. With Adam Lambert's wow. vocals. Adam wow. Lambert. Wow. That should make some sense. That makes sense. That matchup works. And I would yeah. good money to see that show. That That's that's something that, that gets my, my blood moving. In, in, in my prior business, we were an IBM partner. I remember one year, IBM conference in Orlando. They would always do these big blowout events. And whereas at like Universal or something like that, and they and they wouldn't tell you who the musical performance was, and so you're in this arena that holds maybe 500 people, this little like amphitheater area, and I'm sitting like the third row, and all of a sudden they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago," and it's like I'm getting like a little personal concert of Chicago, and other people are running around looking for the ultimate turkey leg in the park, and I'm sitting there for an hour and a half just rocking out with Chicago. It was awesome. I was at a compact event and Kenny Loggins was the, was the artist. And, um, I just happened to, to, I didn't even know, hardly know what was going on. Cause I was working a booth, you know, yep. and I was over in a different area and wasn't paying attention. Like I should have my God, how did I miss that? Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just strolled on in and, you know, doctor, my eyes is going on, you know, that's what caught my eye, caught my ear. You know, I kind of was just in the background far away as I'm packing up a booth. You know, I, I I had the I had the low the low level job. It's, it's fine now. Now my my son my son's a percussionist, but I got him an electronic drum set, which let me tell you is a pretty darn cool setup. Because he can play as loud as he wants, and I don't hear a thing. <laughs> does, it, does it tie into rock band at all? That it, it, um, you know what? I don't know if it does. We don't we don't have it tied into his X- Xbox, but like. He can tie into his iPod. I mean, it's it's a pretty sophisticated system. So I know. I mean, it's got all sorts of interfaces for anything in the world. It's a pretty pretty sophisticated system. But you know, he usually just there there are tracks that he downloads to his iPod 
that have everything but the percussion. Wow. Yes. So it's pretty cool. And, and, and I cranks it to an amp. It sounds great. The beauty is you can make it sound like any set you want. So you can set the voice on every drum, every rim, everything differently. So if you want to, you can have the rim sound like the rim of a drum head, or that can be your cowbell if you want. So it's, it's kind of cool. Wow. Uh, Lori and I used to go to rock band night in, in Denver at old Chicago's. Remember Lori? Well, they had yeah, rock, I do. Yeah. Yeah. rock night. This company brings in all the gear and uh, we had some business partners that, who, uh, who would come with us from jobbing.com. No less. Yep. The geographer guy and the, and the market. That was fun. Old yeah. Chicago was, was, was great. And it, it was, it was a place that it, it resonate. It resonated. The sound really came off those brick block walls. <laughs> yeah. It was, you didn't have to be good. You were just loud. So, but I'll tell you, drums was the hardest part. I mean, you can, you can fudge guitar a little bit, you know, and it was really not too hard, but my gosh, I was on drums one time and no one really showed me what to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I sit down at drums and the guy comes over and says, now here's how you do this because you know, I'm, I'm so much cuter than Mike. There you go. It should be like whack-a-mole. <laughs> it should be. That's perfect. You have to whack it when the when the when it comes up on the screen. Yeah, yeah, that was our. You know, didn't know which one was which and stuff, but boy, we sure looked good. We really did, and and uh, you know, you can get a little help or a lot of help, and if we get a lot of help, we're really a good band. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Turn up, turn up the sound on the on the real music, and turn the mics down. Boy, that was the kind of help. Wasn't the stage a little too small? I think I ran into some of the other artists. Yeah, it was. It was funny. So Mike's on Mike's on um, on lead vocals, and, um, and he's doing the guitar, and he's going backwards. And Andrea was on bass behind him, and Mike is going back, and he's going to the right and the left, and he's turning, and she's just doing all she can to just keep that bass going and stay out of his way and not fall off the back of the stage. It was hysterical watching, and and he was clueless. It was it was like he's got all this space on stage. <laughs> He didn't realize. <laughs> I lived for the audience. That was so funny. <laughs> we have they're all clapping. <laughs> and, they're, and he's like, wow, they're really enjoying this. Yes, we were. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, though. And then they, they took it to Applebee's, which was not quite the same as being at Old Chicago, you know. But, but they did get some teenagers and, and more people that, that came out and, and did it. But, but that, was, that was a grand time for sure. I say we do a whole show on living out our musical dreams. <laughs> do you? Do you get together and jam with friends and stuff? Yeah. You know what? I suck now. So uh, for a guy who used to play a lot, did some studio work, and was was considered at the time a really good player, I stopped after college. And I remember probably 20 years ago, a buddy of mine says, hey, our drummer is going to be out of town this weekend. We're, we're practicing. Would you mind sitting in with us? And I'm thinking, yeah, I can do that. And like the third song, I realized I really suck at this now. So you know, occasionally I'll sit down on my on my sunset and horse around. And you know, I'm better than someone who has never played before, but not much. Well, you got to know the music a little bit too. That kind of helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The difference is that it used to be I could do any fill any riff I wanted and come right back on the beat. And now it's like I got to really concentrate on keeping the beat. And I used to be basically like a virtual metronome, and now it's a little bit ugly. But um, 
but it's you know what but it's a blast because those electronic drums can make up for a lot of deficiency <laughs> make you better than you are exactly, exactly. cool do they have do they have auto tuning for drums? <laughs> they should. It seems like that. I could picture that. I could picture that, Ian. <laughs> so, Ian, grow my revenue. Tell me about grow my revenue. I'm enthralled. Well, so I so I started this company in 2009 after um, after exiting another company. So I I had started a couple companies. I started a company in 1993. We became a fast fifty company by '98. And then sold. Uh, we we then built or added a software company onto that enterprise, and then we sold both entities in 2005 to a group of investment bankers out of New York. We then grew that parent. I served as managing director from 100 million in value to about two billion in a few years. And during that time, I was kind of burning myself out, just traveling all over the world, not spending as much time with my family as I wanted. And what was always fun for me was helping other companies grow. So in the midst of all that, if a buddy of mine's company was struggling, I'd stop what I was doing and go help him because it was more fun. And so after taking six months off and doing nothing would drive my wife nuts, um, I started this business to help other people and how they grow, and it's just been a blast ever since. Wow. Wow, I can picture, I can picture what it's like uh, in your environment like ours. We, help, we enjoy helping other people with their businesses more than we enjoy helping our own. Right, Laurie? Yeah, it is. Definitely. Um, yeah, we get that, we get that, 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 that uh, feeling that says, I, I, I see what I can do, I, where I can contribute. We got to go now. Right. 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 Yeah. It's, it's such a, it's such a cool feeling when you see somebody who was struggling and you see like the stress and I don't care if it's a company that's, you know, $2 million or $2 billion there's that stress that the people leading the company have when things aren't going as well as they could that cuts across every part of their life. And when you can all of a sudden make it so that life is good and they're not working as hard but getting better results, you know, I, I kind of think to myself, wow, that guy's life is better and hopefully I played some role in helping make it so. And that's, that's like the most gratifying part. So when I speak to audiences, I always say at the end, look, when you implement this stuff, you start getting some results, just drop me an email and – you know, I don't want I don't want my paying clients to hear this, right? But I get more gratification from the person sends an email that says, "Wow, we just closed this deal using the stuff that you taught us at this at that you know session that we were at," than I do receiving a check from somebody. Brother, we feel it too. Yeah, and especially yeah. after conferences or something where you get through to somebody, right? Right, Ian. You you wow, they've been struggling their whole life, and now they're they they you got through to them. Things lined up, right? Oh yeah, it's it's just it's it's a great feeling when you see somebody who says, "Wow, you know what? I was getting all this pricing pressure, and then now magically, you know, things are better." There's that the the um, the new book that's coming out, same side selling. I had a client of mine who it was it was a guy who actually attended. He was a partner of another client, so he attended the sales kickoff that I did for them in San Antonio. And I get a call from him like six weeks later. He says, "Hey, remember me?" And sadly. In my mind, I didn't. I mean, eventually I, I recalled it, but on the surface, I didn't. He says, so we were doing this deal, and remember I talked to you about how much pricing pressure we were facing and how it was really adversarial between us and this other client in Kuala Lumpur. They were doing this deal in Kuala Lumpur. He said, so I took all these principles you shared with us that day, and the next time I was there, he said, I started asking the questions that you had talked about. He said, and as I'm asking these questions, the guy is on the opposite side of the table. He said he literally stood up, 
walked around to my side of the table, sat down next to me, and said, let's figure this thing out together. He said, at the end, the guy looks at me and says, you know what? I don't know why I was giving you guys such a hard time about price. We're going to make a killing off of what you guys are delivering. How do we move forward? To me, it was like the coolest thing because we talk about metaphorically being on the same side. I hadn't really seen it where it physically happened where someone changed sides of the table. That was kind of cool. That's where you know when you've really made a difference in someone's life. That that collaborative selling, like you and I had an opportunity to talk the other day, and um, and we discussed the whole idea of collaboration and coming together to solve problems and to and to make a difference in a business. Um, you know, when you can go in and partner with somebody like that, they feel it. That's really a cool story. Yep. Yeah. Same yeah, it's, side selling. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just it's a cool thing because we talk about all these conceptual ideas and obviously I spend a lot of time executing implementing these things and living them but it's when I see them through other people's eyes that it's really the most gratifying and that's the cool part because that's when you know you're changing the way people sell and the way people buy and it's not just you know a concept but you actually see change happening right. it's really it's really a rewarding experience that way you know Ian I I found some of the best experiences in that sort of us together happen at a whiteboard when you've yeah. got markers in your hand and you're going, let me throw this idea or this. Does it work this way? No. Let's, and then you just use your hand to erase it, right? No, heck with the, heck with the eraser. I'm just going to use my hand and yeah. draw some <laughs> stuff together. You know, take pictures after now. That's, that's bonding. Yeah. No, you know what? It, it is, and it's, and it's the notion of asking questions and having conversations rather than telling her. I think it's something that a lot of people lose, whether it's, in the LinkedIn world, any sort of networking environment where people in many cases have lost the ability or the savviness to ask good questions. Wow. Yeah. yeah asking good questions is a, is a really interesting point. We're going to take a break. And when we come back um, from thanking our sponsors and, and checking, checking this stuff out, we'll, I want to, I want to, I want to follow up on that, asking the right questions. Awesome. Cool. So, Brasco, take us away. We'll be right back with Rock the World with LinkedIn and Ian Altman, author of Same Side Selling. Time to thank the sponsors that help keep us stay linked in to you. More from Rock the World with LinkedIn when we return. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrands with a Z for eBrands. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! 
How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Hi, this is Victor Pitts, host of Domain Masters, one of the longest-running radio shows on webmasterradio.fm. We'll show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business, plus we'll discuss power tools of the trade for the power players of the industry. Domain Masters, on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Mike and Lori are back as they rock the world with LinkedIn, only on webmasterradio.fm. Well, we're back from break. I love those little guitar interludes that Rascal brings on board. Don't you, Lori? I do. I love the rock the world with LinkedIn. I mean, if you're going to rock the world, let's do it with some music. Yeah, let's get some drumming in that stuff. Right, Ian? Get some drumming in our little... I'm trying to throw something in. Found it. Hey, I'm, I'm enthralled with how you do some of this stuff. It's really great. We get our audience all excited, but we owe them a little bit of how-to or a little insight, don't we? Don't we, Ian? Can you help you us? Know what? I, you know what? I would, I would think so. Let me, let me give you a couple ideas that hopefully people can latch on to and use. And part of, part of the challenges that oftentimes we come across, and whether this is via LinkedIn or whether we're having a conversation with somebody, and really LinkedIn is just another form of having a conversation, right, is that we – we often talk too much about what we do and not why somebody needs it. And there's a formula that we talk about in Same Side Selling that we call entice, disarm, and discover. And, and I'll explain a little bit of what that is. The, the idea is that instead of saying, oh, we're great at all this stuff, which sounds like we're just talking about us, we want to first entice their interest with something, a problem that we're good at solving. We then want to disarm the notion that we're just there to sell them something. And then we want to trigger discovery phase. We can learn more about their situation to determine if we have a good fit between us. You follow me so far, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So, so the idea is this, is that the entice, and I'll give you an example that's probably near and dear to a lot of people. If anyone's been on the receiving end of an insurance broker selling benefits, they call up and say, oh, I'm a great broker. Let me come out and talk to you about what I can do for you. And, of course, nobody takes that meeting. These people get about a 1% response rate. So a, a client of mine in that business, we worked on what their clients most complain about, which is these increasing healthcare costs that are going to double over the next seven years. So what it sounds like for them, their enticed disarm discoverer says, we work with companies who today are spending a million dollars on benefits. That's going to grow to $2 million over the next seven years if they don't do anything about it. And we find that they'd rather have that money for other purposes. 
we can have a dramatic impact on about half the people we talk to who are facing that. But I don't yet know enough about your situation to know whether or not we can help you. But if solving that's important, we'd be happy to talk to you and see whether or not we might be able to help. And their response rate went through the roof because there's a humility aspect that says, I can't help everybody. And the reality is the only way they can tell if they can help somebody is if they go through a discovery phase to learn about that client situation and see whether or not it's a fit. Got it. Um, the, uh, the concept of scarcity comes into play, does it not? You, you know what? It, it absolutely does, but, it's, but I will tell you that there, there's no manipulation. There's no Jedi mind tricks, even though I recently had a post that referenced Yoda. There's no, there are no Jedi mind tricks I here. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Lori. I okay. saw it and tweeted it. A lot of people picked up on it. But, <laughs> well, you know, though, the, the end though, the Jedi mind tricks, um, you know, in a sense, it, they were they were just telling people what they should think or what they should, uh, you know, what they should say. And I think so often people get kind of stuck in that rut of, oh, you're an insurance broker. This is what you're going to say to me because they've heard it so many times. So when you come in saying something different, it really does uh, make their brain think differently. So you are, in a sense, um, redirecting people. You know what, Laura, that's, that's a great point. I mean, you, you definitely are. You're giving people something that's not predictable, but also... If you think about it, if, if you were pushing against somebody else, and I do, a lot of times I do this exercise in, in audiences where literally people put their hands palm to palm, fingers to fingers. If someone's pushing against you, you tend to push back. It's natural resistance. We kind of resist pressure. In that context, the, the, way, the way we use that entice disarm discoverer basically says, here's something we're really good at solving if you're facing this problem. And so it, it lowers the pressure and makes it so the other person can actually get to the truth. And to me, wow. effective sales is about getting to the truth as quickly as possible. It's not about persuasion. It's not about coercion. It's not about pressure. It's about getting to the truth. Does this person have an issue that has enough impact on their business that's important enough for them to solve to make it worth our time to help them solve it? And if not, why should we waste time pitching a solution to somebody who doesn't have a problem worth solving? Exactly. Well, where can people find out more about this? I mean, that I, that is that is really brilliant to to um, not push so that people can relax and and get into the conversation and stuff. I know our audience is interested in finding out where they can find uh, same side selling and find out more about you, Ian. Where where can they do that? You know, the easiest place is you go to my site, which is growmyrevenue.com. At growmyrevenue.com, they can even get a preview chapter or actually two preview chapters of same side selling and more information than they'd care to digest. Well, I've been reading furiously since our conversation. <laughs> it, is, it is good stuff. So same side selling, um, you can find out about Ian Altman at growmyrevenue.com. That's exactly what I want us to do, Mike. Go yeah. to growmyrevenue.com and get your copy of the preview chapters and register to get that book as soon as it comes out. Great. Thanks, guys. Awesome guest. I really enjoyed having you on the show. I think our audience will really, really like you. Absolutely. It is. It has been. So this is Rock the World with LinkedIn, your favorite LinkedIn rock stars, Mike O'Neill and Lori Ralph. And today we've had the pleasure of interviewing Ian Altman, author of Same Side Selling. And you can find him at growmyrevenue.com. That's all for this week. Uh, don't forget, subscribe to us on iTunes at rocktheworldradio.com. Listen to us on webmasterradio.fm. And we'll look forward to seeing you again next week.
This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.